Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way, Renaissance Bank, I think, is your choice. And I think you'll find a bank that fulfills what comes out in the customer surveys that they release regularly that come from magazines like Forbes and uh, Time Magazine and Money.com. They uh, they take care of customers. So if that's the bank kind of bank you're looking for, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Joy Young and Sean Young. Uh, Joy is a neurodiversity expert and Sean is her son and uh, this is a special show that I've really been looking forward to. We're going to talk more about uh, Sean and his work but Joy we're going to start with you so let's introduce you and what you're up to. Let's tell everyone what neurodiversity is all about. Well thank you very much for this opportunity. We're thrilled to be here this morning. Mm -hmm. I am a um, wife of 42 years, married to my incredible best friend and husband and psychologist. Mm. I'm the mother of two awesome adult children, and I have recently been awarded the term of neurodiversity evangelist and actually um, got a certificate of being one of the 50 notable neurodiversity evangelists globally. Oh, wow. So this is Congratulations. Near, thank you. This is yeah. near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I've taught two-year-olds through university students. I've worked in corporate America most recently at Ernst & Young mm-hmm. as a neurodiversity coach and educator, and I am proud to share my life and my experiences with my husband, who has recently been identified late as autistic, mm. our son, um, who is autistic, and our daughter, who is ADHD. So it is a professional journey for me, but it is also a very personal journey. Sure. Uh, for sure. So let's define neurodiversity. I think you kind of sideswiped it there, but let's okay. let's define that for everyone. And thank you for asking. It's an important starting point. Yeah. The term actually has only been around for about 25 years. Judy Singer, an Australian sociologist, actually is the first person to coin this term. And she says that it's a state of nature to be respected. And I think this is something that, um, uh, because it is a political term at this point, is has been a bit of confusion. Mm-hmm. She identified the term originally to help us understand that virtually um, there are virtually infinite number of cognitive variations. There are brains are as different as we are. And so when we refer to neurodiversity, we're talking about you, we're talking about me, we're talking about individuals with autism, ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, but we're talking about all of us. And I love love her comparison to um, uh, it being a subset of biodiversity. Mm-hmm. So if we think about the rainforest, the right. Amazon rainforest, and all of the life and the differences there, when we look at our brains and our world, it's a, it's another subset of biodiversity. Yeah, that makes sense. And just to be clear, um, name this, this is more than autism, 
Correct. And thank you for, for pointing that out. Right. Oftentimes people hear the neurodiversity movement or we have neurodiversity hiring. Mm-hmm. The singular thought is very quickly, oh, you hire autistic individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's much bigger than that. Right. Um, so, Sean, let me turn to you. So you t- tell, give everyone an introduction to you and tell them your story. All right. I... Let's see. Well, uh, I was adopted at age four, mm-hmm. and I always loved taking things apart and figuring out how they worked. I went through uh, public schooling and homeschooling, and one of my favorite childhood memories is uh, reading uh, reading a four inch thick visual basic book given to me by my uncle John. So, oh wow, mm-hmm. well, you must have been pretty proud of yourself on that. Uh, I, I guess at the time I didn't realize that that was all that different. I just yeah. cared more that this is interesting stuff. Yeah. So you just kept going. Yes. I love it. I love it. So you graduated Georgia Tech. So. Yeah, and you graduated from Georgia Tech. So yes. what? What would? What did you study at Georgia Tech? Uh, computer science. Hmm. Which? Yeah. 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 And what drew you to computers? I mean, you you could have done a lot of different things, but what drew you to computers? Well, I kind of get what they, they are very literal. They mm-hmm. are, they do exactly what you tell them to, regardless of if that's what you meant or not. Uh, and, and I just get kind of how lot, how the logic that they follow, the way algorithms work expressed in the, expressed in how computers work with algorithms, our current computers. Yeah, like in code and that in kind code. of yeah, in that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, now I understand that you, from early on, you had an interest in how things work. Mm-hmm. So that would that seems like that might be part of it as well. Yes. Yeah, you want to say more about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even now. Mm-hmm. I'll. When I see something goes like, wait, how does it do that? I'll go like on a magical, I'll go like on a magical uh, research journey to Mm. figure out how it works. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be computers. It can be math. It could be like even something like uh, how a, it could even like the machines used in the textile industry even. Oh, really? Really. Oh, okay. And I also really loved maths and sciences and logic, and that's also played, contributed towards that. Right. And so you're, you're not just interested in the, I guess, to put it in school terms, the answer, but you're interested in the process to get to the answer, right? Right. Right. So that's one of your skills. Yes. That's not one of my skills, by the way. <laughs> so I admire that in you, Sean. Um, but I want you to talk about some of the challenges that you faced as, as you grew up, became an adult uh, in terms of your autism. Talk about that. Well, one of well, one of the things I st- struggle with is. Uh, Executive function, such as time estimation, given the priorities, plus given the due dates, what do I work on next? Mm. Uh, 
figuring out how to track things uh, more deeply than just due dates, like what stage of this project, when should I communicate with this um, client, then this stage of the prog- project. I know those those are never always set in stone, They, but having some ideas what a lot of people, you know, people who work with me want. So, right. Or at least, and definitely the management. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and so what what you're what you need uh the people that you work with to do is to kind of help you with that right because yes. it doesn't come naturally to you right right just like process doesn't come naturally to me right right okay and go I, ahead i guess another struggle is when i when the drive to find how things work and get to the things behind the things that kind of also introduces some decision paralysis how to choose between the many choices like even at a fast food restaurant i go like okay is health or taste what's more important to me today Mm. what about the cost is that a new item on the menu should i go ahead and try it how what if not when's the next time i'm going to be here and is it a limited time thing and all those kinds of questions run through my through my head and takes me a long time to order so okay and that happens at work too like i have to present a bunch of I have to present, look at options and choose which one. And that takes me a long time. Mm -hmm. But the good news, but the strength of that is that when I come out of it, I have a very good idea and can present a good case, the strengths and weaknesses of every option. And like when I'm shopping, but if I'm shopping, I'm very pleased with the final decision. So, and I can, and I give a very thorough analysis at work about about why things would work or not. Right, right. And those uh, uh, folks at work that appreciate that kind of analysis are going to appreciate what you can bring. Yes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So um, talk about your, your career. So you graduated from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? You got a job. Yes, we uh, got a jo- I got a job at uh, Signature FD. And, and and tell me how that happened. Actually, that's a special story, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, when even during that time, the early two thousands, I was doing talks about my autism and my journey and how it impacts me and how it impacts those around me. Mm-hmm. And what I can do. Uh, and one of the, I was speaking to parents for one presentation and one of the parents there just so happened to be the CEO of a, of a midsize finance, financial organization. Mm-hmm. And he was having a son with, he had a son with autism and was, you know, trying to figure out what to do. So, and so he said, if I can do anything to support you, let me know. Or, and and I, I say, if I got a job, I'll make one for you. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, and just uh, to give them a shout out, um, because they're friends of the Business Radio X family, it's Signature FD, which is part of Frazier and Dieter, mm-hmm. who we're very familiar with. So a big shout out to the folks at Signature FD, yeah. right? Yes. And they were very, very good at, understanding my challenges uh 
both accommodating them and also teaching me the what things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sometimes I just got stuck in the car in the in the parking garage because go, getting outside transition, like just listening to the radio and. But so yeah. eventually I got past that. But it was a lot of what's appropriate for the workplace, what kinds of profession, professional ex, professional expectations, and all that. So, and you know, there's a lot of folks that need help getting uh, acclimated to the workplace, Sean. So I don't think it's just you. I think there's a lot of uh, young people that need some yes. help with that. So um, even things like how to socialize in a professional setting, right? Yeah. Right, because it's different than school, right? Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so um, I want to switch gears here just a second, Joy, and come back to you. So and we're going to pick up more on Sean's story here in a second, okay? So um, you, throughout all this uh, time with Sean as he's uh, growing up, um you really had a passion, obviously, for working with your own son, but you really wanted to to help other people, and that's really where the neurodiversity evangelist piece comes comes in for you. Which I love that term, by the way. So let, let, let's talk about what as Sean has grown up and he got a job, and now you want to give back out to the community and talk about how that process started for you. I think one of the things that's been real important to me is the students in my classroom that didn't seem to quite fit in. Mm-hmm. And through my journey, I've been fortunate to be not just an educator, but an administrator as well. And as I've had students end up in my office, one of the questions that I began to ask is, what am I missing? Mm. I would have an incredible student, very capable, but the student wasn't being successful. And so because of Sean's influence in my life and my learning all the ways that I was misreading him, misinterpreting him, he actually became my teacher to take that information and take it into my classroom and my school. Mm. So um, the last few years, I have had the privilege of being a high school principal at a special ed school in Nashville, Tennessee. I began to have students come to me after graduation and say, Mrs. Young, you've got to help us. We did okay in school, but now we're out. We can't find work. Those people don't get us. And I think that became a real burden on my heart because Mm. I knew what incredibly talented individuals they were. Right. Uh, They weren't conventional thinkers. They weren't conventional communicators, but they were incredibly talented individuals. Through some networking, I learned that Ernst & Young had started a new program in Nashville called the Neurodiversity Centers of Excellence. And through my conversations, I was invited to come inside Ernst & Young and be a coach and educator for the programmers they had hired that mm-hmm. were neurodistinct mm-hmm. and also to help their managers negotiate managing individuals who, as Sean said, would be much happier if they could live on planet Vulcan. Mm-hmm. That's a joke <laughs> at our house. Uh, but yeah. um, that's how I wound up in this corporate setting, and I began uh-huh. to realize there was tremendous need. Right, and and just to be clear, we, I mean, we we had the word accommodation, but we're not talking really about accommodation as if this is some big expensive kind of thing. We're really talking about flexibility and understanding, right? 
Those are two huge words. I love the fact that you use those. Mm-hmm. And I think that unfortunately, again, we're, um, we're creatures of habit. And as we have heard disabilities and we think human resources and we think of all the things we're going to have to do, many of the adjustments or the flexible thinking that, that we offer neurodistinct thinkers, and this is what a lot of organizations are doing. And I will just mention, you know, IBM is doing some great stuff. Um, Dell is doing some great things. The adjustments are reasonable adjustments. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not um, uh, overwhelming. They're also not necessarily individualized. They are offered to a group of individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I, I would like to mention the the work from home uh, that we were forced into right. actually became a precious gift to neurodistinct individuals because of all the sensory challenges they have. Mm. I had one individual in Philadelphia that I coached. She had a 90-minute commute into her office. She was overwhelmed at that point by smells, sounds, pressure, stress, all those things. It took her an hour to get adjusted mm. to being in the office. And then she had to prepare that 90-minute 90 commute, 90 commute home. When we started working from home, her productivity just went off the charts. Wow. Because she was able to focus on her work. Right. Great. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Joy Young and Sean Young are with us. Uh, Joy is a neurodiversity evangelist. And Sean is a talented young man that, just uh, got done with a, a, t- a time at Google, and let's tell tell everyone what you were doing at Google. Right. Uh, uh, yes, uh, at Google, uh, I, I my professional skills really grew, and I very much enjoyed my time there. Mm-hmm. I was kind of known for being able to present the options, which well, see the earlier part of the podcast, but yeah. and but also being able to focus intensely, focus intensely, really dig into why things work and a lack of involvement in quote office politics unquote. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, frequently I don't engage. <laughs> yeah, or in many cases, don't even notice the office office politics. Right, it goes right past you. Yes, and they like that part about you. Oh, a lot of people do. Yeah. I- <laughs> No, <laughs> I can understand why, buddy. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Although among the corporate world, Google's corporate pro- politics are not are not like is definitely among the lower end of toxicity. But uh huh. So. But but still, every organization's yes, got every politics. Or, yes. Yeah. Because people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and, and that, so that just didn't resonate with you. Yeah. So I, as part of the uh, the July. Uh, part of the July 12K layoff Google did, I was part of that. Had a nine-year, eight-month tenure with them. They well, waited four more years. Or, but anyways. Yeah, f- <laughs> and yeah. So, four more months, and you would have been 10 years there. Yes. That that stinks. Yeah. I mean, I'm calling y'all out over there <laughs> <laughs> at Google. That stinks. So, um, so you – but you – uh, worked for almost 10 years at Google. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you learned there. I learned about uh, uh, creating a project design, mm-hmm. de- design documents, 
mm-hmm. and presenting them to people, taking feedback, uh, looking at an infrastructure ahead of time, and got to really demonstrate my strengths that I had there, like attention to detail. I became known as the guy who was really good at figuring out figuring out tricky, tricky, easy to get wrong problems like thread safety mm-hmm. and. And then ultimately, I was able to deliver some really good stuff. That is, that's true. Yeah. And they have some great tooling in there. So, very, so plus one to that. So, that, thumbs yeah. up to that. Okay. Okay. Well, then we won't totally dump on, on them yes. because okay. they, okay. Yes. <laughs> we won't get totally mad at them. But anyway, but you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you had a successful career at Google. Mm-hmm. And let's just be clear about this, folks. Um, Sean needs his next employment opportunity, right? Yes. So what are you looking for, Sean? Uh, I guess my where I like to be is is like back-end development or uh, APIs or SDK development. Mm-hmm. And, but I really care about the user experience too, end-user mm-hmm. experience of – and if it's a back end, I still care about how the how it's getting through all the way up and being shown to the user. Mm. So I want to make sure the good information gets there and the good functions get there. Right. Functionality. Right. That's that's and do you have any particular kind of company that you'd like to work for? I mean, there's always the tech space. Right. But, uh there's always the tech space, but I'm open to other but I'm open to other options since I know that software development, software development backends, full stack is you know needed everywhere. Sure, absolutely. Um, and you're located where? In Franklin, ten- in Frank- Franklin, Tennessee. Right. So anyone in the Nashville, Tennessee area, or if someone can, has remote work opportunities anywhere in the world, you're available, right? Yes. So, folks, it. it if you're interested in Sean, and you should be interested in Sean, um, get your pens ready because <laughs> we're, we're, Sean's going to give his contact information here in just a second for you to be in touch. Um, but, Joy, let's come back to you. So um, you you do a lot of work. You, you said you did coaching. You work with companies themselves, and I think you said you did some of that work as well. So talk about how um, uh, companies should engage with you. Thank you. Yeah. For those individuals and companies that have um, the vision for the possibilities that individuals bring to um, innovation, to creativity, to enriching your community, especially, I want to touch the hearts of CEOs and leaders. Mm-hmm. If you see that as an important aspect of your firm and your organization, I do um, engage and support and refer to other resources Um training, Mm -hmm. um, involvement. I'm very hands-on myself. I do believe it's more than a tick box on a a document to say, um, we handled this DEI initiative because we did a one-hour training. It's a much bigger process than that. Yeah. 
but you, you mentioned resources, so I want to get to that because you have some resources that folks ought to be aware of. So we did live here in the Atlanta area for 30 years, and mm-hmm. we have many dear friends. We love this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, two resources that I do want to provide. The first one has been around a number of years in Gwinnett County, but it's the Atlanta Spectrum Organization. It's atl.spectrum.com. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, atl-spectrum.com. And this is an organization that provides support for autistic individuals and their families. They have camps, they have trainings, they have um, community opportunities for all abilities and all ages. Mm -hmm. But it is in the autism space. Mm -hmm. Also for businesses that, again, would like to bring in neurodistinct talent, they offer free training to those individuals. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, shout out, and and I really want to encourage you to check this out, it's mentra.me. M-E-N-T-R-A dot me, mm-hmm. a group of Georgia Tech students um, created this startup uh, less than two years ago, mm-hmm. and it is an employer candidate partner employee network. It's for neuro- neurodistinct individuals looking for jobs. It's for organizations learning to bring neurodistinct talent on. It is using chat GPT. GPT. Thank you, Sean, which is a, which is a big a big item right now. They're they're leveraging that. But go online and check them out. They've got a lot of exciting things and helpful resources. And then I'm I'm available should you need me. You can find me on LinkedIn at Joy Carol Young. Okay, terrific. That's a great place to connect. Now, Sean, before we get to your you brought up Chat GPT. What do you think about Chat GPT? It's it's uh it's kind of, uh, it's definitely very intriguing, but it's also a little scary. Like it's, it'll be quick to tell, I've actually, you know, talked with it before and it'll yeah. be quick to tell you that's not actually thinking and it doesn't actually have understanding, mm-hmm. but dang, it's good about, it's good about mimicking someone who does really good Okay, and had several quote conversations unquote with them about <laughs> the nature of computation and AIs and what that means and all sorts of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And also try to teach it some funny uh, internet humor too. Oh, unsuccessfully, but it's trying. (laughs) I might have to hear more about that after the show. Um, That sounds pretty cool, but I want to get to the most important question, which is how folks can get in touch with you that want to talk to you about potential employment for you. Uh, The best way to reach me is also through LinkedIn at Christopher Sean Young. And Christopher is my, and I go by, Christopher is my first name, but I go by Sean. Right. But you, but it's Christopher Sean Young, your full name on LinkedIn. Yes. And folks can find you Mm -hmm. and they can connect with you and they can send you a message on LinkedIn. Yes. Terrific. Joy Young and Sean Young and, um, it's been a great pleasure to have you here with us. Is there anything you want to add before we go? Uh, very, very quickly here. Uh, one, uh, one thing that was one accommodation that was very good for me is that me personally, I have prosopagnosia, the difficulty of recognizing faces uh-huh. like I could. And so things like, Pictures along with the names of team members was very helpful to me. So oh, I, so if okay. they came up to me, I w- I'd want to go like, "Wait, where do you come from? Oh, where do you even work? Are right. you even here? Do you right. even work here?" Like, because <laughs> I couldn't recognize their faces. So. Oh yeah, and that's a again, that's an easy thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. This is not 
um, this is not something that's real hard to do in terms of being flexible. Right. Right. Okay. Terrific. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you for adding that. Um, so again, Joy Young and Sean Young, uh, wow, y'all are both doing great work and we're just so honored to have you here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Absolutely. And you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey folks, just a quick thought for you. If you've got some dysfunction in your business, we were talking about process earlier. If you've got some process problems with administrative tasks or bookkeeping or other issues in your business that is keeping you from dealing with the most important people in your business, which are your employees and your customers and your potential customers. Well, here's an answer for you. Officeangels.us. They've got a whole team of angels that have a wide variety of talents that get matched up with your issues and they solve those issues and they do it on a uh, as needed or um, ongoing basis. Chief Executive Angel SES Cabido can match you up with the right person that she has on her heavenly team. Just call her at 770-442-9246 and tell her we sent you. And I think you'll be glad you connected with her. I use their services and they are terrific. And folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio is uh, we're coming up on uh, our seventh year anniversary and we're excited about that milestone And here's uh, what I want to tell you about that. We're grateful. We're grateful to you for your support, for how you have shared the show uh, with others. And this is what I want to ask on this show. Please share this show. If you have heard something here, if you know of somebody that might want to hire Sean Young, then please share this show and say, listen to this show and hear this fine young man that needs needs to uh, go to the next spot in his career after Google. Um, and I think you will uh, be doing Sean a favor, uh, but you'll be doing what you've always done with the show in supporting uh, the business leaders that we've had on the show over the years. So thank you for that. Thank you for your support. And thank you for allowing us to be the voice of business in North Fulton. So for my guest, Joy and Sean Young, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.